Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this would be our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to it. Here is the number if you would like to uh, get in on the action. <laughs> action. Yeah. Uh, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Joe Biden, ABC News. An outlier poll shows that Joe Biden is behind Donald Trump by 10 points. Clearly, 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 it's an outlier poll. Uh, and I say it is, too, because um, it's one of the few polls that's actually telling the truth. That's why it's an outlier. And that's what has the left so, uh, uh, it has their panties in a bunch, just to uh, say the, uh, you know, and I would say also that women shouldn't order the, uh, ha you know, have the market cornered on uh, your underwear being uncomfortable. It could be your underwear, too. Either way, they're both very upset. <laughs> It's just, it is, uh, it is remarkable. And, uh, you know, all of this I predicted. Uh, I said that Joe Biden would not be the, the presidential nominee. I said there was no way he would be able to survive uh, to make it through the race, let alone become the president. And it's very clear everybody understands it now. And honestly, just do yourself a favor. Don't get so worked up about everything. Yes, we should be worried about a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let your guard down. But I am saying there is a good deal of entertainment value to watching the Democrats try to convince us that uh, the SS Bitanic is, I mean, gone. It's broken in half. Right now, the tail end of the Bitanic is, is sticking straight up in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the air, and Biden officials are dropping off like Susan Rice did a couple months ago. And just ting, ting like a pinball all the way down the parts of the SS Titanic and hill till they hit the water. That's the one just, that was the one really disturbing scene in the movie Titanic. I, I can't watch that scene where the guy falls and ting, ting, ting all the way down into the water. Just, but that's kind of what's happening to uh, Biden administration officials. Uh, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Here is uh, the, and, and this is kind of funny, and, and I'll tell you right now, the CEO of Newsmax Television, Chris Ruddy, he says, are you ready for this? Newsmax, the right wing. Oh, my God, Trump number one. He, he says, you know what? Uh, Bob Menendez is innocent, proven guilty. Bob Menendez is innocent until proven guilty. Why do all the Democrats suddenly want him ousted? It's, it's kind of it's weird, isn't it? Normally, they just deny, 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 deny. Maybe finding $500,000 in cash in your residence stuffed in different clothing items. 
Uh, you know, having gold bars, doing a Google search, asking what gold bars are worth, steering policy toward Egypt, selling arms to Egypt. I don't know. He's innocent until proven guilty, right? Isn't that the case? Oh, except for when you're Donald Trump. Donald Trump, when they did the, uh, the, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, unprecedented in American history, went right in there and just searched for anything. Remember Joe Scarborough said it was for nuclear secrets? Well, they never found any nuclear secrets, but they made up a bunch of other charges because they were looking for a crime. They had the man. They just needed to find the crime. Here it is with Bob Menendez. Looks like they got plenty of evidence of a crime. And instead of denying, like they have with Joe Biden's uh, un, you know, classified documents in the garage or, or the, uh, the storage unit that the FBI gave Hunter Biden a heads up on, they were going to raid it and look at it. Well, it's kind of, it's almost like a double standard or something. And here is uh, Bob Menendez this morning. I understand how deeply concerning this can be. However, the allegations leveled against me are just that, allegations. Yeah, they're allegations. There you go. Innocent until proven guilty, Democrats. What's the problem here? Here's a little bit more from uh, Bob Menendez. Moderated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. Oh, I'll just go ahead and, uh, and show, throw a little uh, editorial note in here, just real quick here. I think he's guilty as hell. Okay, there you go. For now, I want to address four things. <laughs> yes, go ahead. First, hmm. a cornerstone of the foundation of American democracy and our justice system yes. is the principle yes. that all people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Yes, and a lot of people keep $500,000 in their house, sewn into different, uh, uh, you know, clothing and stuff like that. So, and gold bars. Everybody, who doesn't have a gold bar just lying around? All people. Yeah, come on. I ask for nothing more. Yes. And deserve nothing less. I agree. I agree. The court of public opinion is no substitute for our revered justice system. Unless you are talking about Donald Trump. And if that's the case, he is a white supremacist who tried to steal an election and he's criminal and... We cannot set aside the presumption of innocence for political expediency... That's a good one. ...when the harm is irrevocable. To those who have rushed to judgment, yes. you have done so based on a limited set of facts yes. framed by the prosecution of course. to be as salacious as possible. And will the New York Times run with it like any allegation against Donald Trump? Remember, prosecutors get it wrong sometimes. Unless they're prosecuting Donald Trump. Sadly, I know that. Yeah, and so does Donald Instead Trump. Instead of waiting for all the facts to be presented, yes. others have rushed to judgment because they see a political opportunity for themselves or those around them well it's kind of weird because the only people who are rushing to judgment are democrats you <laughs> see this it, it kind of doesn't make any sense right it's like maybe it's a distraction or something it's it's, it's maybe like i don't know they're trying to say that uh, like for instance when they filed the new gun charges with hunter biden that suddenly the doj was nonpartisan. it's kind of like that's happening do you suppose? I don't know. I'm just thinking. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about uh, Bob Menendez. Provided I can get it to play properly. Uh, here we are. All right. So, First on Senator Menendez, uh, did the White House know that an indictment was coming today? And does the president believe the senator should resign? So a couple of things. Yes. Um, I'm going to be really careful here. This is a, uh, a not comment because this is an active matter. Yes. Um, we learned about this just like all of you. Uh, but again, this is an active matter, so I'm not going to comment. 
Of course. We wouldn't expect to get an answer out of you. Uh, duh. It'd be like getting an answer out of, I don't know, Merrick Garland last week on Capitol Hill. You, know, you expect an answer? No, of course you're not going to get an answer. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, and God bless you if you live in New Jersey under this jackweed, uh, has reportedly called on Democrat Senator Robert Menendez to, to Menendez to resign after he was indicted on federal bribery charges. Murphy is just one of several Democrats who have called on the senator to step down from his post. Why are they not defending him? Why are they not defending him? They found uh, thousands of uh, classified documents in Joe Biden's uh, home. They found uh, two over 20 uh, uh, shell companies that he created, uh, up to $50 million taken from our enemies and distributed to his family, 1023 form, now four whistleblowers saying that the DOJ is involved in distracting and throwing softballs in Hunter Biden's prosecution. Why all of a sudden are they going after Bob Menendez? Why aren't they treating him in the same way they're treating Joe and Hunter Biden? What's the problem? Why are they doing this? you got to ask yourself. This is this is beyond just a double standard. This is a naked double standard banana split with three ice cream flavors and chocolate syrup. It is such a double standard. Under our legal system, Senator Menendez and the other defendants have, n- have not been found guilty and will have, pl- have the ability to present uh, evidence disputing these charges. We must respect the process, Murphy said. However... The alleged facts are so serious that they compromise the ability of Senator Menendez to effectively represent the people of our state. Why in the hell are they not saying there's no evidence? You've got four FBI whistleblowers. You've got 20 LLCs. You've got 170 suspicious activity reports. You've got uh, uh, recordings. You have the President of the United States saying that he fired, had a prior prosecutor fired because he was investigating a son in U- uh, uh, a, a company in Ukraine that, that Hunter Biden was made a board member so he could get the prosecution off of the company and yet if you listen to the mainstream media there is zero evidence there is zero evidence but 15 months after the search of Bob Menendez home where they did not post online. The FBI did not leak the photos of all of the stuff they found like they did with Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago. Remember that? They literally was like, oh, hey, there's a, hey, in that box, grab that thing there. It looks like it says confidential. Lay there on the floor right next to, um, let's see, uh, Melania's uh, People magazine cover. No, they never did that because they're so slanted they wouldn't put Melania Trump on any magazine covers, even though she's absolutely gorgeous, intelligent, speaks five languages, just the opposite of Jill Biden. But but why? Why why all of a sudden is this? I haven't seen the pictures of the gold bars. Have you seen the gold bars? I I saw, I guess, the pictures of the, the cash, right? And maybe the gold bars. But, you know, these could be plants. Why is there no evidence? Why is there no evidence? I'd like to know why there's no evidence. Another thing is weird. Uh, Hunter Biden's being indicted on these gun charges. He had a mugshot taken. Why didn't they publish the, the mugshot of Hunter Biden? Why, why is that? I, I kind of want to know. Don't you kind of want to know? Yeah, you know, it's because they're trying to play you again. It's because they're trying to play you again. Uh, they are going to let him be the uh, the fall guy. They have waited 15 months for this, and they're going to make Bob Menendez the fall guy to prove to all of us that our DOJ is 
completely competent and not skewed against Donald Trump and, and Republicans. That's what this is all about. That's what this. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. This is, I just found this. This is Bob Menendez when he got elected to the Senate. I want you to listen to all the promises that he made. I want you to know that I will wake up every morning and work as hard for you as I possibly can in the United States Senate over the next six years. Do you know how many hours you got to work to pay off a gold bar? Six years. I mean, it is really brutal. I understand. I understand yes. that I am a new face to most of the people of this great state. Yeah. Uh -huh. But everyone in New Jersey <laughs> should know this about me. They'll never forget your every face. Every single hour. Yes. Of every single day yes. for the next six years, I will dedicate myself to earning your trust and making you proud for the confidence you have given me tonight. Yeah, I don't think that happened, actually. This is uh, new from Jim Gossett about uh, Mr. Menendez. Accused by Baker, crooked deal maker. Nice. Bob Menendez got a lot of gold. <laughs> from the Egyptians, uh -huh. Bob got big bucks. Mm -hmm. Not to mention several bars of gold. 65k yeah, a piece. Bob sold his soul. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Big bags of cold cash. They were in Bob's stash. Along with all the bars of gold. Nice. He met with Hunter about a deal. Influence it was bought and sold. This crap is getting old. Yeah, it's getting old, isn't it? And you see right through it, don't you? Bob Menendez should go down, you know. <laughs> and so should Joe. Da -da -da -da. Uh, Republican lawmakers recently predicted their investigation into the Biden family could prove the Biden businesses raked in more than $50 million. That's more than, I think, even, uh, even Patrick Mahomes uh, got in his uh, latest contract. <laughs> Based on the evidence I've seen so far, I think the number is going to be north of $50 million. That's what we're talking about here, Representative Nancy Mace. And yet the mainstream media is still saying there's no evidence, but there's plenty of evidence to ask Bob Menendez to step down. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 800-922-6680. Hillary Clinton uh, coming up next. Talk to Jen Psaki. We're going to have some hot sake. And she says that Russia could interfere with this election, just like they did in 2016, when she paid for that dossier and, uh, and said that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia and it never happened and all the uh, evidence was destroyed. So that's on the way. And this, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hope you're having a good Monday and I hope you had a good weekend. Saw some good football yesterday. Saw some bad football yesterday. Sorry if you're a uh, Broncos fan. Uh, happy if you're a Miami fan. 
<laughs> but there was some, I mean, there was some grinding football yesterday. Uh, the Ravens just barely lost that one. It, it's an exciting season thus far. Uh, and I think also I might mention, I think I've seen more horrific injuries this season than any season in the past, starting with Aaron Rodgers and his, uh, his uh, calf muscle doing like one of those old-timey uh, shades that you draw that goes, it, it comes up and it goes, flip, 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 flip. That's what his calf muscle did. And then there was a sideways knee thing, and then there was a... Uh, it's, pretty, it's a brutal game, you see, and this is why uh, men play the game, because they're big and they're strong and they have lots of testosterone. That's why there are no, uh, uh, there are no transgendered men playing football <laughs> in the NFL, <laughs> to say the least. And I'm big. I'm a big person. I would get so stomped, in the, 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 even at my physical prime. You, you know, I was like 6'1", 245, bench-pressing 400 pounds. Eh, you know, not even close to what you see on the, uh, on the gridiron. But what a great season it is thus far. <sighs> um, a couple, just a point of personal privilege real quick here. Um, we, are, we are in the process of uh, a hamster dying. Uh, you know, and and it was funny because my daughter's had these hamsters and she'd been taking care of hamsters. She had this wonderful class in school where it was learning uh, animal husbandry, which is something I learned on a farm. No, Democrats, it's not about marrying farm animals. That's completely different. That happens in Arkansas. But anyway, I just it's a joke. Um, but uh, but I learned that when I was a kid, but she did. And, and then consequently, she learned how to take care of animals. And we got these hamsters and we were in the process of one of the hamsters, you know, passing away because they don't live very long. And so there's uh, that. His name is, uh, see, Beanie just, Chubby. Chubby is the one. And then we still got uh, Rye. So dealing with that right now. I'm sure every other uh, nationally syndicated talk show host has the same <laughs> thing. And my wife is working downstairs today. And it's unbearably, unbearably hot in my studio. It's right now 75 degrees in my studio because my computer runs hot. I've got fans on it. And she's downstairs freezing her butt off. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is, uh, we haven't had any hot sake in a while, have we? This is the insuff insufferable criminal Hillary Clinton who lies about everything, who years ago I said she looks at oligarchy as a template, and she tried to do that. She tried to do that. She even, she even reconfigured the Clinton Global Initiative for Ukraine because they think they're going to get another $100 billion, and she's going to try and rebuild it like she did uh, Haiti, and her brother got all the Contracts, Yeah, and they're going to get hundreds of millions of dollars from Russian oligarchs. From this time, Ukrainian oligarchs are going to funnel money into the Clinton Global Initiative like they did with the Uranium One deal. But I don't think it's going to work that way. But here is Hillary Clinton talking about how she thinks that the Russians could be involved in this election. Realizing, of course, she is the one who colluded to purchase the uh, dossier saying that Donald Trump was colluding with Russians. And that was a lie. And everybody knew it was a lie, including Joe Biden, including Barack Obama, and, of course, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Vladimir Putin uh, has obviously your friend, your friend and mine. Uh, yes, indeed. He has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand. What? Why did Hillary get 150 plus million dollars from Russian oligarchs into the Clinton Global Initiative after signing off on the Uranium One deal as Secretary of State? It's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think, despite all of the uh, you know deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways. And so did you and so did the FBI. In uh, the 
uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates. Kind of like George Soros. Uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So uh, Joe Biden, that is his opus, uh, uh, you know, his his opus operandi in the sense that he hates democracy. He particularly hates the West and he especially hates us. And he has determined that he can do Donald Trump never got $150 million from Russian oligarchs into his foundation because he doesn't have a foundation. If he wants to, you know, help somebody out, he strokes a check. There you go. Because he's a billionaire. Hillary Clinton, honestly, I got to tell you, just let her fade into the uh, rearview mirror of history for crying out loud. Coming up, special guest Jamie Mitchell, founder of Gays Against Groomer. And uh, we're going to talk about drag shows and all this nonsense being taught our children in public schools. That's on the other side of this. And this is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yeah, we got a pretty big clog in Washington, D.C. We need to drain it because it is full. It is absolutely full. Uh, a lot of things on the show today, but we are joined by special guest Jamie Mitchell. She is the founder of Gays Against Groomers, which I think is a terrific uh, organization because there is a radical LGBTQIA++ movement that I believe is destroying any uh, progress that the gay rights movement has achieved in the last 40 years. She joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Jamie, how are you today? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for being on. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, we've had a good deal of censorship by the Biden administration in the last, uh, well, basically, uh, the government's been involved in censoring the American people online for about six or seven years. Uh, and uh, and anybody who speaks out against the narrative of the Democrat Party is immediately labeled as someone who uh, disseminates disinformation or misinformation. Since you founded Gays Against Groomer, what sort of headwinds have you faced from, uh, I would assume, particularly very left of center liberal politicians? Oh, yeah. Well, right from the beginning. Um, so I launched Gays Against Groomers in June of 2022. And starting in July of 2022, we started getting banned left and right. Gays Against Groomers has actually been banned from 11 platforms at this point, um, most notably with PayPal and Venmo. They totally shut down our accounts. We still can't use them. Um, and it, it, it's been crazy. I knew when I was starting it that, that it would be an uphill battle and that people wouldn't like us too much, even though, you know, these are the same people that claim to, like, bow down and worship LGBTQ plus people. Uh, and, and it's sad. I mean, they call us an anti-LGBT hate group, and all of us are LGB or T in the organization. <laughs> it, try and make sense of that. It, it, we can't. But, um, no, it's, it's been difficult. You know, we, we were banned from Twitter uh, before Elon bought it, and we're grateful to have a, a platform on there again now. But, you know, they, they don't know how to handle us. They've been trying to cancel us ever since I created the organization, um, but they haven't been successful. Every time they do that, you know, our support just grows, and it's kind of like free publicity for us. And so, you know, we, we take it and just move forward. Now, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the same thing is happening to uh, Donald Trump. The stronger he gets, the more criticism, the more the more uh, uh, bullets he takes from the left. And you guys have, have done that. I mean, what awful things have you done 
against LGBTQ people, Jamie, that would require that you be removed? What, what awful, bigoted things have you done, Jamie? I want to know the truth, Jamie. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I actually think that it's our organization that is doing the most to help LGBTQ plus people because the backlash is growing against every single one of us uh, because we're all being associated with this filth being pushed on children um, when when the truth is it is the majority of gay people and I believe even trans people that genuinely are horrified by what's happening, disgusted and want nothing to do with it and want it to stop. Uh, so, you know, I, I always wish that our opposition would understand, you know, it's actually us that are doing the most to help our community. Um, and, you know, the backlash isn't going to stop growing against us until this agenda is stopped. And we're fighting very hard every single day to do that. You know, it's uh, years and years ago. And, and listen, I, I have never had an issue with gay people. I have literally pronounced I, I presided over a gay wedding. Uh, I introduced a lesbian couple at their wedding. Uh, my take on on gay marriage is gay people should suffer like the rest of us. Why are you fighting this? Uh, but anyway, no, but I've never had an issue with it whatsoever, whatsoever, whatsoever. Uh, but I do think that uh, the, a radical group of people are really, really wrecking the movement. We aren't, listen, I know that when I was growing up, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, gay bashing was kind of like expected. If you were, if you were, if you came out as flamboyantly gay, you were the object of ridicule and occasionally, certainly of uh, physical beatings. But uh, we had finally gotten uh, past that, I think, to a, a relatively mainstream acceptance of of gay uh, gay people. I, I don't think most people don't care, to be quite honest. But then, all of a sudden, this group comes along, and like most movements on the left, they usher in new things that uh, push their agenda forward that are very radical. And if you protest, you are a racist, a homophobe, you are a transphobe, you are anti-gay, and all of that stuff. And, and I think that does a great disservice to... Uh, to what the gay movement it was all about and that was just basically saying hey you know what we're gay you know no it's not a, it's not a very big deal you got a a, a ruling this morning i saw <clears throat> this morning a, a judge who says that gays against groomers they cited you in a decision saying that uh, drag shows uh even when they're supposedly f uh, family friendly are too sexualized for children and not entitled to first amendment protection why don't you tell us about that well, yeah, uh, we were we were incredibly pleased to see that. You know, all of our hard work work is paying off, um, and we're we're really grateful to be able to add our voices to this conversation because I think that they hold more weight um, coming from inside the community. You know, exactly what you were saying. They instantly try and write anybody who speaks out against these atrocities as homophobic, transphobic bigots when that isn't the case. You know, this really just has to do with children, um, and and like you said. The majority of this country at this point does not care what two consenting adults do as long as they do not harm or push anything on children. And, and the red line has been crossed, and now that's why everybody is so upset, and rightfully so. But no, uh, you know, and I, I personally don't believe that, you know, drag shows for children should be protected under the First Amendment. I mean, child abuse is already illegal. This is no different than that. Honestly, I truly believe that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so glad when I saw that. I just saw it yesterday, and I was ecstatic. Um, it's great to see uh, judges and legislators, um, you know, using us and as as a source of, uh, you know, to to back up um, their rulings because that's that's what we want. 
and we want to be able to stop this in any way possible. So it, that was great to see. Now, I saw a, uh, a couple of things I'd like to bring up um, that I had in, this, in the stack of material this morning, uh, including Governor Newsom signed into a law requiring that foster parents show they will support a child's sexual orientation or gender identity. Now, um, I, you know, I believe if, if you uh, allow your kid to pretend they're the opposite sex or you know, whatever, who cares? But, but when you immediately begin to say that this person needs uh, uh, a puberty-blocking hormones, uh, and mutilative surgery, that's where you stray into uh, Joseph Mengele territory. It is absolutely unacceptable. It cannot be. Cannot be. This uh, basically says you cannot foster or adopt a child unless you go along with the decision that child is made about gender identity, presumably that they can get surgery or puberty blockers. What do you have to say about this in California? Because I think it's going to, it, it, you know, it's we did. We got enough problems with fostering and adopting kids. There's not enough parents, and now you got parents stepping forward who want to help out. And suddenly, basically, this governor is excluding all parents with Christian biblical values on uh, maybe maybe not, but but values. This this would border on like religious bigotry, wouldn't you not say? I mean, I can see it coming from that angle, but I think it's just, you know, you don't have to be religious to know that chemically castrating children and amputating their healthy body parts is not okay, you know? Like, that's just something that any good moral person would oppose. And so, yeah, it's very disturbing. Um, you know, we, we recently, Gavin Newsom, shockingly, just vetoed uh, Bill AB957, which was um, a bill that was more focused on custody battles, like a parent wouldn't be able to have custody of their child if they didn't medically affirm them, quote-unquote affirm. You know, we use that language. It's, it's not really accurate. It's, uh, you know, sterilizing and mutilating them. But um, he vetoed that. I think that, I mean, this is kind of off, off topic, but I think he's probably running for president with that move. It signaled that. that. But there is this other bill, and it's horrifying. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, these kids need families and parents to foster and adopt them. And... Um, Everything seems to be backwards. You know, it should be kind of mandatory, in our opinion, that um, a parent or a, a guardian would not do that to their child, would not take them to the butcher and have them pumped full of drugs uh, to, because they say they're a certain gender, the opposite gender uh, that they were born as. But, you know, we did, have a lot did of you realize... Did you, did you realize the last sentence you just said was banned on social media until about a year ago? It was banned completely on social media. Your thoughts about transgenderism in children was banned on social media. It was misinformation and disinformation, Jamie. And you uh, were a hater and a bigot because of that. Isn't that kind of remarkable to you that you can't state the obvious that butchering a child and making them a, a eunuch for life subject to urinary tract problems, infections, etc. And of course, the regret of waking up and realizing you can never have children. I mean, isn't that amazing to you, Jamie, that you couldn't say that until today? Because the government said it was, it's bullcrap. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Um, everything up is down and, and down is up. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe that this is the reality that we find ourselves in today. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, disgusting. I love that you referred to Joseph Mengele. Um, I say that all the time. I think that 
uh, what's happening now to these kids would, you know, Joseph Mengele is smiling up from hell. I was going to say smiling down. He's smiling up from hell. Uh, yeah. at, at happening now. So, um, you know, these Listen, there, there have been parents. experiments. This, is a, this, is, this sounds like an experiment. It's like we got a set of twins. Okay. Let's make one of them the opposite gender and see yep. how it goes. Are you freaking kidding me? As, I, of course. They're using them as lab rats. They're using these children as, as lab rats for profit. Wow. And, you know, to, to sterilize them and make them unable to reproduce. I think that there's uh, a, few, a few motivations behind what's happening. Um, and I think, you know, the population control is one. I think the money that Big Pharma makes. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry now. And I think they're also trying to normalize pedophilia because if a child can consent to, you know, chemically castrating themselves and removing body parts, what can't they consent to? I think the line from A to B there is not very far. One thousand percent. And then there's then there's this. Check this out. So uh, this is the headline. A parental group, rights group says one thousand school districts support hiding kids gender issue from parents. This is this is Marxist stuff. Don't tell mom and dad. Tell tell us what mom and dad say about uh, you know, not defending your sexuality. This is classic uh, Soviet stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's also just predator predator 101, you know, like only only predators, yes. only child predators want yeah. children to keep secrets from their parents, you know. So, it, you know, when I was growing up, we were taught to not trust strangers, to be cautious of strangers. And now they're teaching kids to trust these strangers, to look at these strangers as their family and to be cautious and, and turn against their parents. Uh, you know, and this is these kids are very impressionable. And it's and they're just molding their minds into this ideology uh, and turning them against their families so they can swoop in and take control of them and and, you know, do what they will with them. Very do you suppose, Jamie Mitchell, the founder of Gays Against Groomers, I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Do you believe that the uh, radical LGBTQ with uh, Pride Month and Target and Bud Light and all this crap, do you think that they've really over their, overplayed their hands? Do you suppose that we are on the path to fixing this great injustice and those who c- perpetrated this will be held accountable? I do think so. I think that pride has almost become a bit toxic. You know, uh, back a few years ago or even two years ago, all these companies would change their avatars and their logos to rainbow logos for the whole month. And now it's just a few days, many of them. Um, And, you know, I, I am hopeful despite how bad things may seem. You know, our organization has assisted in uh, 20 states in getting 20 states to outlaw child sterilization and mutilation, uh, you know, in the name of gender affirming care. Um, so I am hopeful it's going to, you know, the battle is, the war is far from over, but we are winning battles every day. Uh, and, and I, we're not going to stop until, until this whole thing is put to bed and, and in the dustbin of history where it belongs. You know, I can't think of anything to be more proud of than loving someone for your entire life, uh, having a family and raising a family with them. I have never thought that anyone should be proud of appearing in a parade where you're wearing a dog collar, being led around by someone else, and being spanked by a, uh, a male dominatrix. That's not pride. I'm really glad that you're doing because I'm so sick and damn tired of it. I've been, I've been completely fine with gay rights, gay marriage. I don't care. Get the government out of it. But the way the LGBT community, the radicals, are are destroying any progress is just sad. But it sounds like you're doing great work. What can my audience do to help out your organization to support Gays Against Groomers as they turn this crap around? 
I really appreciate that. Well, we're we're a totally grassroots independent organization. We don't have any large donors, so we're really just doing this on our own. So, you know, if, if your listeners would like to support us, uh, they can go to gaysagainstgroomers.com to learn more about us and make a generous contribution there if they're open to it and able. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it because, you know, it, it, sadly you need money to run a national nonprofit, and we're doing it, you know, with just scraps. We're, we're, we're getting the job done, but, you know, we need everyone's support, and so I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for uh, what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, Jamie. Have a glorious week, and let's get you on again, and whenever you guys need us to help you out, I'll do what I can, okay? Anytime. It was great talking to you. Thank you. All right. You bet. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Ooh, little Foo Fighters. I listened to a lot of Foo Fighters over the weekend. They got a new single. I just heard it. I don't have it in front of me, but it sounds pretty damn good because they just keep getting better with age. Kind of like me. Well, okay, whatever. You know, by the way, the diet is going uh, is going well. I, I cheated this weekend. Not as bad as you, you might think, mostly because the recipe that I tried for football Sunday sucked. It was this, uh, whenever you see a recipe online that says, delicious brownies with only three ingredients, uh, it's going to be crap. And so I did these uh, these uh, chicken nuggets you can make in an air fryer using canned chicken and cheese. And they were crap. They were inedible. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> but the, the uh, crumble cookies got me. Have you had a crumble cookie? See, I was never a sweets guy until I gave up drinking. Then I realized that sugar is addictive as, as alcohol, right? It's pretty bad. You crumble cookies. Stay the hell away from them. Uh, oh, I want to play something here. I thought this was kind of cool. You know, I, I try to offer every day, and there are days it's very hard. I try to offer optimism. And, and I believe that the American people are catching on to the malfeasance, the abuses and usurpations of the federal government. This is an interview uh, that uh, Tucker Carlson did with Colonel Douglas McGregor about Ukraine funding, which uh, we're Repub- I mean, uh, Republicans, a lot of people are rejecting now. Uh, the, 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 the jig is up. Here is uh, Tucker talking with Douglas McGregor about that and what's happening in our country. We shouldn't be in this, is the bottom line. I think Americans have figured that out. But now they're beginning to look at the numbers and the figures and they say, what happened to consent by the government? Mm-hmm. Instead, we have contempt for the governed. Yes. Whatever the governed want, they don't get. Who gets it? Well, the, the donors get what they want. Yes. You know, somebody was joking the other day and said, you know, Doug, if uh, the donors were cannibals, they'd feed the American people to them. Yes. That's that's the attitude in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. What's the donor what? Give me more money. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a catastrophe. It's the destruction of our whole republic. I don't think people realize how far gone things are. A lot of Americans sense it. And I think we're, we're on the path to some sort of national come-to-Jesus moment. Listen to that again, because I've been saying this for months. Some Americans sense it. And I think we're, we're on the path to some sort of national come-to-Jesus moment. Oh, yes. Where we're, we're tired of being the contemptibles. <laughs> we, we want to have a say in what our government does. Yeah. We, we really don't have it. Oh, I think, uh, I think the American people are righteously, righteously angry. And uh, and I don't believe that there is uh, any way, shape, or form the ability to put a, a cork back in this genie bottle, because we see it. We see it all over the country. We see it with the southern border. I got some stuff on the southern border coming up that's going to blow your head off.
because uh, this is an illegal invasion into our country and hundreds of thousands and millions of American citizens are being displaced. They are being assaulted. They are being, I can go on and on. And, uh, and this, this bleep is going to end, and it's going to end up in a very big, big way. And the Democrats are going to be on the wrong side of history. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show, and this would be hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Or hour number three. Sorry, it's hour number three. Yes, yes, yes. I always get a little, uh, you know, discombobulated when I've got a hamster dying in the next room, and it's 75 degrees in my studio. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the uh, last hour of the show. Uh, We have a lot of stuff that we need to uh, get through. Uh, Joe Biden is going to go and visit a UAW picket line because, you know why? Because Donald Trump is going to go visit a UAW uh, picket line. And isn't it kind of funny that Joe Biden really hasn't said a whole lot about this until uh, Donald Trump is going to do, uh, he's going to, instead of going to the the, uh, debate, the uh, GOP debate on Wednesday, he's going to go and uh, hear the uh, concerns of UAW members. And the problem is with Joe Biden is that Joe Biden's inflation and his investment, his forced investment of, uh, of American resources into EVs that nobody wants is causing the problems with the UAW. So uh, there is that. That's what's going on uh, with regard to that. And, uh, and Biden is going to go ahead. Here's the audio from uh, Joe Biden going to go ahead. He wants to, he wants to actually beat uh, Donald Trump to the punch. Peter, I should say to the point that Amna is making about UAW. Yeah. Here you're going to have this split screen with President Biden in Michigan and then former President Trump on Wednesday in Detroit. He's trying to counter-program the GOP primary debate, but talk about the politics of this decision to go, because some union workers on the front line say, don't turn this into a political event. 
we want a deal. Well, Democratic officials, we should say, NBC News has learned, had invited President Biden to come out on Labor Day to first make a visit. Huh. President balked at that. Huh. Is now going to be going after Sean Fain, the UAW president, mm -hmm. invited him. The key takeaways here are a couple. One, the White House is still trying to figure out exactly who the UAW president Sean Fain is. The president doesn't have a long relationship with him. He's a Bernie progressive. I always hear, I always think Sinn Fein, right? Are you the only person when they hear Sean Fein thinks Sinn Fein is the uh, Irish terrorist group? Right. Mm. So it's made it a little bit more complicated. When the president gets out there this week, though, and they're not terrorists. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. It just sounds like Sinn Féin. Speak to Democratic allies, as I have in the last couple of days. They say two things. One, this is the most obvious thing for the president, too. This is core to who he is. But two, they also acknowledge there's a bit of a risk here, because by going to the picket lines, as he plans to do, you also potentially own the outcome here. Mm. And if it's not the one that the UAW workers like, perhaps it could be a problem. Now, unlike the Trump appearance, which will feature tens of thousands of people enthusiastically greeting him, Joe Biden will be uh, lucky if he gets a small haul of people who've been brought in and fluffed. Meaning that they'll have people in the front saying, okay, Mr. President's going to be out here in two minutes. Make sure to make some noise. And every time I hold up this sign that says applaud, make sure to do that. He's not going to get a good reception, even from the UAW, from the UAW leadership. I'll per sure. Because they know where their bread is buttered. But the, uh, the workers, they don't feel that way. They want a 40% increase in their pay. And you think, oh, my God, that's outrageous. And, yeah, it is. I mean, if you want the company to stay in business, you know, it's a little outrageous. But really, the UAW is just reacting to what Joe Biden did to the economy. Because in the first three years of the economy, a minimum of 20% increase in prices of everything. I would venture to say 100% on many things, including gasoline, used cars. My wife and I are in the process of, we're trying to buy a used car. And right now it's like, no, no. It's ridiculous. The price of used cars still way up there. So you know, what? go, go, Joe, go, go to your. You know, this is a, the the reason why it will fail. His appearance with the UAW will fail is because everybody knows it's a calculated political move. But Trump's is a calculated political move. Trump's move was organic. It was a reaction to skipping the debate, finding where he could go, a group that he could talk to, and actually offer a solution because he actually offers solutions. There's that. Plus, also, Donald Trump is not down with this EV bullcrap. And again, EVs are fine if you're driving your little Prius or whatever to Whole Foods to get your tabbouleh and your, you know, your arugula. But it's worthless if you're hauling drywall or a toy hauler behind you. So there is uh, there is that. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the southern border. Let's talk about the southern border. El Paso was at a breaking point. Migrant numbers are skyrocketing. More than 2,000 people a day seeking asylum, exceeding shelter capacity, straining resources. The city of El Paso has so many resources, and we have, have to uh, come to a, a breaking point right now. This is according to Mayor Oscar Leeser. Had a uh, press conference last week. The arrival of, of Venezuelan asylum seekers is part of a larger swell of immigrants who travel dangerous routes on buses and cargo trains to Mexican border towns near San Diego and other in El Paso and Eagle Point or Eagle Pass. Now, remember when uh, Kamala Harris said she was going to get to the root causes of the immigration crisis? Can I tell you what the root causes of? I already told you it's policy. Duh. You know what the solution is? And I said this 15 years ago. How about? Make your country 
more like the United States? How about look at the United States, uh, look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and copy it? Because that made the United States into the beacon of freedom that your people are leaving to because you've made things uh, into a giant crap hole. How about that? But they'd rather bleed their most valuable resource, their people, because they've failed. And those working class people now are so poor that they don't offer anything to the Venezuelan government. They can't tax them anymore. Send them to the United States. Empty out the prisons. That's what they're doing to us. And the American people see this. Here's a little, uh, there's a little montage from uh, literally just last week. Byron Donalds put this up. These are Democrats denying that the southern border is, uh, is not secure. There is a significant increase in the number of people coming to the border. Sounds to most folks like a crisis. Well, look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. We're making progress. But it's not going to evidence itself overnight. And she has been addressing the root causes of migration. We've actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before. What plans are there to send more federal aid to these? Whenever you get a montage online of goofy Democrats, it usually has the theme song to curb your enthusiasm. I didn't add that. Communities along the border. <laughs> We've got to deal with the root causes. We are certainly focused on uh, continuing to assert order. We have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the... Yeah, you know why? And, and again, the reason why this is happening is because policy. It's an intentional attempt to break down our country, to overwhelm our system. That's what Cloward and Piven were all about. And the other thing that's causing it is that uh, Marxism and, uh, and leftism and socialism has made these other countries into absolute bleep holes. So the Democrat solution is to bring those people from those bleep holes and make the United States into a bleep hole. Do you get it? Do you understand? And if you think you're a Democrat, it's going to make a difference. Remember last week when Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, is begging Joe Biden's in town to give $25 billion to the World Bank and billions of dollars to the ineffective and corrupt United Nations, Right. And, and here's Eric Adams. Oh, we need help. We need some money. Don't, I mean, leave the border open. We just need more money so we can pay more to inconvenience our citizens and destroy their lives. Instead of saying, Mr. Biden, seal the damn border. So, you know what? To hell with Eric Adams. Honestly, let him be the mayor until he's voted the hell out. And then we can pick up the pieces in New York. And then we can pick up the pieces when, you know, London Breed is no longer in charge in San Francisco. Unbelievable. But here's the, uh, the mayor of Eagle Pass. He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. R- mayor Rolando Salinas. And he's a little surprised, I guess, that Joe Biden is not giving him any help. It's like he doesn't even care. Mayor, how do you feel about it when you say that there are no consequences and that is causing more of this? Does the president bear some of the responsibility I mean, for the crisis in your city? Now, all of it. I'll be honest with you, I believe 100% he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a huh. statement, the vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Huh. Nobody has. It's like they don't give a damn about anybody. Remember East Palestine when you're all were laughing? You're like, oh, Trump's borders in East Palestine, bunch of white trash, bunch of, bunch of uh, uh, what, mega deplorables and fascists to hell with them. 
Oh, and then you became that. Bothered to call me, yeah. anyone in the city staff saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried the about Eagle Pass. The government decided to take a pass. Got you. This yeah, is you. our plan thank of you. action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. Mm. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books. We're a nation of laws. That's all I ask for is that it, it shouldn't be uh, like this. We should be able to enforce laws. If you want to come here, good. Come legally. A lot of people have in the past. It takes a lot of money yeah. and years to do it the right way. Yeah, and it's not fair that. for those people that now you have thousands of people coming in without one single consequence. It's just not fair. There you go, Democrats. Linus, thank you very much. You betcha. Uh, there you go, Democrats. The federal government, I mean, you've kind of been laughing. You, last year you saw Joe Biden speak in front of the uh, uh, the uh, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, and he screamed in front of a, they bathed it in communist red and they called uh, trump supporters MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy and you sat there and you thought oh no big deal no big deal well now you realize this federal government while you may not be officially an enemy like uh, trump supporters and conservatives you're certainly not their friend they don't even care about you democrats we need to reunite and unite to save the country. South of the border. This is Jim Gassett. Hey. Watch those Mexicans flee. Well, and Venezuelans and Zimbabweans. Flee to the USA. Chinese. They're here to stay illegally. Uh, yeah, military-age men. Thanks to Joe Biden. 10,000 a day. A minimum. Crossing the border. Crossing the border. Down Mexico way. Down Mexico way. Borders are Kamala's done zero. Yeah. And Mallorca should face impeachment. And arrest. Illegals call Biden their hero because he lets all of them in. Doesn't care South about you. of the border. He do. It gets worse every day. And it is. Come take our jobs, our schools, come break all the rules. Joe has paved the way. Yeah, you paid for Democrat it. voters. That is their play for wide open borders. Goodbye, USA. All right, we can stop it, though. We can stop it. Let's go to Rob in Middle River. Rob, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on, man? Thank you, sir. Um... I had to say something about what you're talking about right now, about all the illegals coming over. And, you know, I never hear anyone make the statement I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make now. No one ever criticizes the, the people, uh, the government so-called leaders or dictators of those countries who are allowing these people to come in. They're blaming people like me who are very conservative and are, and are careful about who's coming in, but they never criticize or call on the carpet the reason why they're coming here, and it's those stinky people who are in their government. Have you ever heard anyone criticize? But, Rob, they want, they want, Rob, uh, stop for a second. Rob, they want to export that type of government. That's what they're exporting. They want us to become Venezuela. They don't want to try to raise Venezuela's boat. They want to export Venezuela to us. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I say this government, this this uh, GOP who still doesn't have any balls, needs to defund Mexico, Central, and South America until they get their bleep together. 
You get your stuff together. You stop extorting your people or all aid ends now. You tell Mexico, all aid to Mexico ends. And unfortunately, this won't happen. I would also say all trade and all travel between the U.S. and Mexico needs to stop until they seal a border. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen, Rob. Because we have enemies of the United States in the White House. But I do appreciate the call. I got to run because we got a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. Week number three of the NFL is over. What a uh, what a week we're having, huh? Except for if you're in uh, what Denver had a pretty bad day yesterday with Miami. My, we were debating this last night because I, I would imagine that a good number of uh, Miami fans are mad that uh, they didn't go for the record because the record what uh, the record to score by a, a team in the NFL like seventy three points and they had seventy and they decided I guess I mean they could have scored I think tied it. And, and I was talking to my wife about this, and she's like, I should have gone, I should have. I'm like, no, you know, mm. no. The record score is there for a game where the other team has 65 points or 67 points. It's not for when the other team has 70. Because then it's just kind of, it, don't you think it's kind of hollow? Don't you think it's kind of hollow? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? It's like if you've 70, 73 to 67, holy hell, what a game. 73 to 20, that's a 10-run rule kind of stuff. That's the way it was when I was a kid in uh, baseball. If you, you're behind by 10 runs in your baseball, you, you, the other team would just, you know, they just call the game to avoid embarrassment. <laughs> Needless to say, my team had a, had a couple of those where we, we ended up just, okay, it's yours, you can have it. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel bad for Denver. I understand Denver's coach was talking a little smack preseason. But, you know, records are made to be broken. I get it. But not when you're beating somebody by 50 points. You know, maybe that's just me. I don't know. I could be wrong. Dallas mayor has switched parties to become a Republican. You know why? Because Democrats right now, honestly, uh, the Democrat Party is scrod. Uh, you've been sold a bill of goods if you were the Democrat Party, the party of transgendered youth and an open border and fentanyl and uh, inflation like we've never seen before and a, and a undeclared war that could lead to World War III. I can go on and on about the malfeasance of the Democrat Party, the destruction of the, the, uh, the inner city, the urban family and schools and, you know, all of that stuff. So Eric Johnson, who first became mayor of Dallas in 2019, penned an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal entitled, America's Cities Need Republicans, and I'm Becoming One. Look at all the cities in the country that are just going to, you know, SH. They're run by Democrats. Portland, Seattle, I mean, just in the last three years, to hell, thanks to bad leadership by people like Ted Wheeler. Yeah, Portland, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he said uh, he, he began to notice that many Democrats prefer virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. Remember what I said about sanctuary cities? Sanctimony cities. They propose half-baked government programs that aim to solve every single societal ill, but never do. They only exasperate homelessness, coddle criminals, make it harder for ordinary people to make a living. Yeah. They do. That's it. And then over in, uh, in, uh, in Phoenix, they've ordered the largest homeless encampment to be permanently cleared out in 45 days. Here's a little bit of detail about this, because this is what's happening. Remember when, Don, when Ronald Reagan was the president, I don't remember a lot about it. You know, I was in high school, I wasn't paying attention. But homelessness was so terrible because it was happening under Ronald Reagan's watch. 
It ain't nothing compared to what's going on in the USA right now. The city will not clean up the zone unless forced to do so. That's exactly what Judge Scott Blaney wrote in this 27-page order released Wednesday, ordering that all tents must be cleared out by November 4th. A decision business owner and plaintiff, Freddie Brown, his shop sits on 12th Avenue and Jefferson Street with tents right outside his gates. I never Could you imagine doing business here? never thought it would get this bad. The judge wrote about violent and organized crime increasing in the zone. They also said it's a biohazard, which Brown has seen firsthand. People defecating, urinating on my building, on trees, sidewalks, just anywhere. Currently, the biggest issue we're having is foil with burned drug residue. Yeah, lots of that, too. And then, and this is the mayor of Sacramento filing a lawsuit against the leadership of the city. And he's the mayor. Approximately one hour ago, <laughs> my office filed a civil lawsuit against the city of Sacramento, alleging that it violated California Civil Code Section... He's a Democrat, too. 3480. Specifically, that it allowed, created and enabled a public safety crisis regarding our unhoused. Now you might be asking yourself, how did we get here? Why is the district attorney suing the city of Sacramento and what comes next? So how do we get here? In the last seven uh, years. Yeah, there you go. It's because of Democrats. Yeah. And then coming up, New York City paying 385 a night for illegals and $3,000 a month to work as well. While our troops live in substandard barracks exposed to sewage, toxic water, and diseases. Yeah, welcome to uh, Joe Biden's America. We'll be back in a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. There's a uh, pretty good article in the UK Daily Mail, which is like uh, Christmas every morning for me. Uh, Broken barriers, federal forces helping migrants cross, charities spending uh, millions or millions spent busing them north. Um, There are a lot of uh, of these uh, organizations who are uh, doing the work of the government and getting a bleep ton of money from you and I. And they are uh, ostensibly supposed to be charities, but they're doing the inhumane work of the federal government. And, and yeah, I do believe that. I, just because you get a government contract doesn't mean that what you do is right. And, uh, and they are facilitating this illegal invasion into the United States. <clears throat> I'll get to more in this article uh, tomorrow. State of Texas is telling mayors of sanctuary cities and other states to gear up as more migrant buses are on the way. Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered uh, additional buses to transport migrants being released out of the streets of border communities. Good. Good. I want. I want. Uh, I want these sanctuary cities to feel it. I do. I don't even care. And and if uh, if Democrats voted for for uh, Democrats to be in office, uh, voted for you know whoever in San Francisco, voted for whoever in Baltimore, voted for whoever in New York City, uh, then sorry, tough bleep said the kitty. You voted for it. So, uh, you know, that's, <clears throat> I literally had to, had to justify. Yesterday I was watching, first I was watching the Bears game. <clears throat> I was watching uh, Miami just beat the snot out of the Bears. And, and ultimately the Bears uh, uh, ended up losing 71 to, uh, 71 to uh, uh, 40, or, or no, to 10, to 10, to 10. Or Miami. I said, yeah, Miami. Miami beat the Bears. Here we go. Uh, by the way, Brian, my, uh, my producer, uh, he, he said that uh, the, Reds, uh, uh, the Redskins, uh, now the Commanders, beat the Giants in 1966, 72-41. And then the Bears beat the Redskins in 1940, 73 to nothing. 
So uh, I said yesterday that uh, the uh, they shouldn't go for the record because you usually want to have like the team that you beat. If you're going to have 73 points, maybe let them have 50 points or 60 points before you do that. But uh, there you go. There's, there's that. <clears throat> But uh, back to the uh, the whole uh, sanctuary cities and and uh, and, and watching the, the Bears play yesterday, I said I'd feel sorry for the Bears if uh, Democrats in Chicago hadn't elected Brandon Johnson, you know, and hadn't elected uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot. So you get what you get. You get what you get. Or you know, in the in the case of Chicago, the teacher union vote machine got what they wanted. Let's go to uh, Kevin in New Hampshire. Hello, Kevin. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good day, sir. How are you? I am glorious. What's going on? Well, you know, uh, NH2A guy, uh, the first thing, on a side note, I agree with what the Miami-Denver coach did to not embarrass the team. Just let it go and be done. That said, I am tired of literally seeing nothing from this president doing nothing in East Palestine, sleepy will take a nap and have ice cream, and that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, Kevin. It is uh, is it absurd to know that uh, in New York City, they're paying $348 per hotel room, per hotel room for illegals to come here. Screw this. Honestly, screw this. If we went to Mexico, I'm going to Mexico next month. We're meeting another couple of friends of ours. They had their trip planned. Otherwise, I wouldn't give Mexico, you know, whatever the hell, the time of day. We're going down to uh, to Mexico, and, uh, and, and honestly... Uh, would I would I just expect? Oh yeah, pay for my hotel room, pay for everything. Mexico is a sucker fish on us. Okay, we're the big shark; they're the sucker fish, and it's time that we told Mexico, "You you secure that border, or we're done. We're done with you." It is it is ridiculous. And what's really really terrible, Kevin, is that this president is allowing the abuse of American citizens, the invasion of our sovereign country, and as far as I'm concerned, that is a high crime and misdemeanor. And this man should should be impeached for that alone. Great. For what's happening. And there's one term that you might agree with. Socket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Very good. Thanks for the phone call. I do want to mention uh, this, is the phone does weird crap. <clears throat> so 385 night per migrant family. Uh, in uh, in Lahaina, Texas, or, or in Lahaina, Hawaii, they got seven hundred thirty dollars for each household. Where's my other headline here? Hold on a second, I've got it here. Uh, and and meanwhile, when it comes to uh, our troops, listen to this. Remember last year when Joe Biden told our troops uh, how to make it easy to get food stamps because you can't afford to eat. Remember that? To add on to the East Palestine kind of piling on here. Thousands of our troops live in substandard barracks exposed to sewage, toxic water, and diseases. According to the GAO, all right, Government Accountability Office, the military are already facing concerns about morale, recruitment, woke ideology. Thousands of U.S. service members live in barracks that are substandard, including exposed sewage, non-existent heating, as officials raise concerns about potentially serious health and safety risks that could impact military readiness. Meanwhile, the, the President of the United States wants to send another $25 billion to Ukraine, money, by the way, that uh, we have no idea what the money's going toward. Here, listen to Josh Hawley <clears throat> talking about that. He insisted that all of the, of the money is going directly to soldiers and that there's no diversion of funds whatsoever, including any humanitarian assistance that's not being diverted or mismanaged. 
But of course, we don't know because there's no inspector general to, to track our money. I mean, that's what? the other thing. We spent $113 billion. The administration what? wants another $100 billion over the next year. That's from Austin yesterday. And yet, they will not agree to an inspector general. It amazes me. Yeah, yeah. They want another $100 billion next year. And weird. Hillary Clinton has also said that with this new commitment to Ukraine... That the global, the Clinton Global Foundation will help with Ukraine's rebuilding effort. That's all you need to know, right? Isn't that all you need to know? Here's uh, here's Rand Paul. While our uh, our soldiers are living in substandard barracks with with no heat and sewage and disease, here's Rand Paul talking about Ukraine. It's even worse than that, Maria. They've canceled the elections. What kind of democracy has no election? Oh, weird. So next year, Zelensky said he's not going to have an election because it would be inconvenient during the war and would be expensive. Well, the thing is, if you don't have elections, why in the world would we be supporting a country that's not a democracy? Well, I don't know. Maybe because, uh, I don't know, they're getting a lot of our money and Hillary Clinton and other people there going there with hat in hand, expecting to get paid. They've banned the political parties. They've invaded churches they've arrested priests so no it isn't a democracy it's a corrupt regime and are the russians any better no the russians are worse but at the same time we don't always have to pick some side to be on but the ultimate reason i'm against this is we don't have the money and when we borrow more money it leads to more inflation leads to more likelihood of recession in our country and so we just can't keep doing it yeah there you go meanwhile all of the barracks inspected in the United States, including four installations in D.C., other installations across the continental U.S., including Fort Carson, Colorado, Joint Base San Antonio. You know, all the ones are changing the names because, you know, uh, wokeness. That's the, that's the important stuff. Yeah, change the name on the crap hole that the Biden administration has made the base into. Uh, one discussion group, the, the accountability office held, service members said tap water in their barracks was often too brown and not safe to drink. Sounds like there'd be, it sounds like they're January the 6th prisoners, doesn't it? Yeah. In another, an installation visited by the watchdog group had recently closed barracks after uh, Legionnaire's disease was, uh, was found. That's potentially fatal in the building's plumbing system. GAO officials said that uh, the only the barracks with health care patients undergo water testing and could reveal Legionella. Are are your kids in the military? Are are you in the military? How about you parents who have uh, have uh, fresh recruits? My cousin, or my my good friend Doug and and Peggy, who were going to Mexico. Their son is in the military. Luke, Luke. <clears throat> Further officials in one installation told us service members are responsible for cleaning biological waste, listen to this, that may remain in the barracks room even after a suicide. Did you hear what I just said? So if a troop kills himself, then the uh, military members who are still there are forced to clean up the, the debris. Are you pissed off yet? You should be. As of 2019, 40% of active duty service members were satisfied with military housing on base, including barracks. According to a survey cited in the report, the military manages nearly 9,000 barracks. And last fiscal year, nearly 280,000 service members lived in the barracks. 
poor and potentially dangerous barrack conditions have plagued servicemen and women for years. The DOD said in the 2022 report it found in 2019 that an estimated 175,000 people across two dozen military locations where drinking water was contaminated. Concentrations of what the EPA calls forever forever chemicals. The actual number of soldiers and their families who live on bases <clears throat> and were exposed to the toxic chemicals may be more than 640,000. This despite all the Camp Lejeune lawsuits. East Palestine, Lahaina, Joe Biden stepped over the bodies to give more money to Ukraine. Joe Biden is stepping over the bodies of homeless people in New York City to give money to illegals, put them up. Do, do you get it yet? Do you understand yet that this federal government doesn't give a crap about you at all? That if you were starving, I read a, I read a piece in the, in the weekend, a woman is 75 years old. She uh, lost her home. She's living in a van. Uh, she and, and I had somebody call me from uh, from Santa Cruz. Uh, elderly person, uh, it makes a thousand dollars a month on Social Security, gets ninety eight dollars in food stamps, lives in a van. Don't you suppose that we could take I don't know maybe twenty five billion dollars and help out our soldiers, put him into I don't know some decent housing? How about instead of uh, soldiers coming back from war with limbs gone and uh, and uh, PTSD? How about instead of having to beg charities to build them a house or, or, uh, or beg somebody or do GoFundMes or whatever, how about we take some of that damn money that we're sending to Ukraine and other bullcrap and help out the people who defend our country? It really is. I mean, honestly, I'm just done with this crap. Aren't you? And then there's this. On top of everything else, schools are, uh, you know, <clears throat> they shut down schools, uh, wrecked your kids' lives. Uh, started teaching crap like CRT, transgender nonsense. And now the uh, Biden's education secretary is criticizing parents who are uh, uh, misbehaving. Meaning if they show up at, uh, at, uh, uh, city, uh, you know, at uh, school board meetings or whatever, and they, they have a problem with sex and sexuality being taught in schools. He, he's saying that basically uh, parents, when they do that, they're misbehaving. And, uh, and acting like parents actually know what's right for kids. And Miguel Cardona doesn't feel that parents know that. I've never seen it where it is now. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations. Um, uh, we've always been civil. You're the one who are being incivil when we go to speak at meetings and say we don't agree with CRT. We don't agree with transgenderism. And we're the ones who are greeted with violence, not only in the meetings, but also we are subject to investigations and raids by our DOJ. Around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too no, much respect don't. for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. Or people that have a problem when we're trying to provide some support to folks who are buried in debt and oh, complain yeah. about a $10,000 support for thousands of their constituents but are okay taking over a million dollars in loan forgiveness. Yeah, you know what, um, you, you sign the paper as an adult for your student loan, you got a worthless degree, tough bleep. But that's what he's saying. He's saying that uh, uh, parents are misbehaving and acting like they know what's right for their kids. I think that's 
just amazing. I've got a uh, an audio. I'm gonna. I got some audio I want to play. Next is a wonderful mother at a school board meeting that I think is the perfect response to Miguel Cardona. I've got that on the other side, and then also Candace Owens talking about <clears throat> in Baltimore. In Baltimore is metaphorical, and I've been talking about this for my entire career. Zero students proficient in math at 40% of Baltimore high schools, despite the, the district getting $1.6 billion from taxpayers. So one $1,600 million, 1,600 times a million, went to Baltimore schools, and 40% of Baltimore high schools do not have a single student who's proficient in math, despite the money. It's not about the money. That's about the racket, because the racket is getting in the money, Getting it, getting the money, and your kids are not getting a damned dime of it. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> Let's go to Chuck and Laurel. Hello there, Chuck. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hello. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, dogs bark. That's oh. all right, dude. I, I do the show for my house, so the dogs bark every once in a while. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I live in Laurel, but I'm actually at my beach house in Bethany Beach, about a quarter well, mile from Grotto. Look at you. But damn I'm, it. Why, don't, why'd you do that? Why did you say you live right next to Grotto and I can't be there? <laughs> I know, I know. I love you, Rob. Right. I'm, I'm one of your original, original followers from Sweet. two years ago. I appreciate uh, that, bro. I, I got a thing. I got, I got a I got a little bone to pick with you about Travis Kelsey and his commercial that was out yesterday. But, you know, not only getting a flu shot, but getting your COVID vaccine. Oh, did I mean, he? Do, I didn't even notice it. He had a, he's had a COVID vaccine shot? Yep. Yeah, well, not only right. that, he's had the commercial that, you know, that he wants you to get a flu shot also and double down on it. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not cool with that. I think uh, you know Kelsey's a really nice guy. He's also kind of a meathead, thirty year old athlete. So uh, you know, maybe he does, he probably doesn't pay attention to the news. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of that. Is it going to make me hate Travis Kelsey? No, not not necessarily. No. But I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm you know ever since they started kneeling and all that, I'm trying to like football again. But I, you know, I'm trying <laughs> I know, to be a I fan. Know. But it's hard. You know I know. I, I've been lucky. So I know. I've been lucky because I, I live in Kansas City. Since I moved back to Kansas City in 2015, they've had one World Series championship and two Super Bowls. And so uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm glad they got rid of some of the woke, but there's still some of those little things that happen. Nothing I can do about Travis Kelsey getting paid to promote the, the vaccine. I understand. But you got to give them a little credit for, you know, dating uh, – Taylor Swift. I mean, that's pretty kind of cool, right? And you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I just heard that, and that that that's a pretty big rumor. You know what I mean? But well, she was he, she was in the in the box hanging next to his de- his mom. So I'm thinking it's pretty much out of the kind of out in the open. But uh, anyway, thanks oh, for the yeah. phone call, Chuck. I appreciate it, bro. Go get a grotto for me. Just get the cheese, just the cheese and the sauce. You don't need all the other stuff. It's glorious by itself. I want to play this mom, this angry mom at a school board meeting. 
And I think this kind of encapsulates how we feel about all the nonsense that's going on in our schools. And and no matter what Mikel Cardona tries to say, uh, people are fighting back, and and they're the the leftists in control of schools is is going to come to a very abrupt halt very soon. Confused over the last five years as to why we spend forty five minutes to an hour of every public meeting talking about how great everyone is and how great everything is in the schools, and now I've figured it out. I figured it out because all these people came here to defend you all from hurtful words. This is obnoxious. Let me just say, there is one goal for the educational system. What is it? It should be to prepare children to enter careers to be productive members of society. It is not a counseling session. It is not a self-help area. It is not somewhere to find yourself. And we should not be led by the children, for goodness sake. The children are called dependents for a reason. They depend on us who have fully developed brains. You cannot feel your way through life. The issues that we are talking about, we are bringing you statistics. We are talking about scholastics. We are talking about funding. We are talking about busing. We are talking about trying to figure out how to make our children be as successful as possible. Yep, pretty much. She said it. Uh, Let's take a break and come back, wrap this show up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious day. Be positive because we're winning. I know that it's uh, it's hard to see that. But anyway, check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen and share with others. And until tomorrow, of course, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.